A love letter to the one hearing this. You, dearest listener, your existence is important. By being simply who you are without any further explanation or expectation, you validate someone else's life. This idea came to me when I saw a friend write about her personal dissatisfaction with her work. When compared to others, she didn't feel as if she used her platform, voice, and art productively to spark conversations on social activism or rally change. And while I admired and fully supported her newfound aspiration for standing up, I also wanted her to know she didn't need to feel that her existing body of work, which consisted of warm paintings and tender photographs inspired and captured through her travels and unique cultural background, were meaningless by comparison, because they aren't. By simply being herself, exploring her interests, and creating joy, she's living proof that a person with any parallels to her story can live a beautiful life. And as someone who shares her narrative of someone with an Asian upbringing, a passion for creating art, as well as a love for travel and cultural immersion, when I see her gifts to the world depicting any of these shared elements, it makes me feel connected to her, and by extension, humanity, and deeply understood. But even if our lives did not eclipse each other's as perfectly, some part of your story would still resonate with mine, and vice versa. Because there exists a universal empathy for trauma and strife, just as there exists a universal familiarity for feelings of love, this letter isn't meant to discourage you from improving or developing yourself. Rather, if it is human nature to cycle between forgetting and remembering, this is your reminder. Your existence validates someone else's, and you are an inspiration. Love, a very forgetful and chaotic creative chimera. P.S. Yes, this letter was also supposed to double as a reminder to myself. P.P.S. For exactly this reason, I have been struck by an idea to start a podcast that will also double as a way for me to work on something I feel very passionate and strongly about, creating connections and community. Here's the synopsis that I've been working on. Don't Be Strangers is a social experiment for learning to create meaningful connections together via collaborative conversations. Statistics show that 1. Social isolation is on the rise, and 2. The number of close friends that someone would say that they have is decreasing. Considering that having a strong social network is one of the key factors in general happiness, overall health, and prolonged longevity, my hope is that this podcast will serve to bring awareness to the issue as well as provide a platform to start solving the problem together. Topics covered will range from everything underneath the sun and be as unique as the personalities and interests of each co-host. I will ask every guest, how do you define a stranger and at what point do they convert from being one to not being one? Wow, what a timeless message because I wrote this letter to a friend on June 30th, 2021 and here we are a little over a year later and I needed to hear this again for myself. In the process of bringing back my love letters, I've kind of stopped doing the voice vlogs, so here's another one. I think I'll start tagging them to the end of the love letters instead of the normal episodes. Voice vlogs, entry number 13. Today is Sunday, August 14th, 2022, a week into my stay here in Medellin, Colombia. It's been quite refreshing living in the city of Eternal Spring after spending six weeks in the dreary winter of Lima, Peru. Lima was extremely gray, but despite all this, I grew to really love the place. When it was sunny, which was a total of maybe three times during the 1.5 months that we were there, the sunsets from the cliffside overlooking the ocean were unmatched. Despite not being a foodie myself, I still had to acknowledge how incredible the food was. Something I didn't really expect was the amount of influence Chinese food had on Peruvian cuisine. And it definitely helped that our temporary home in the city was so well located. A 15 minute walk to the ocean, 15 minute walk to the cat park, a 10 minute walk to two different grocery stores, and a casual stroll away from innumerable cafes. 
I even took my first ever ceramics class while I was living there. It taught me a lot about patience and letting go of control as it is hard to predict how your pieces will leave the oven when everything is fired. Now, arriving at the last leg of my escape from Texas summer heat, I have four weeks left in Columbia before returning to Dallas. It was in Lima that I began to feel homesick, but not for any particular place, just a feeling of missing someplace I've yet to find. I really want my own place, a home that I can return to and call mine. But even as I speak this, I find the idea lucrative. I find it ridiculous because as a minimalist, I don't believe in ownership of material goods and much less in a property. And because of this internal conflict, I find it hard to commit to anywhere. Yes, in the letters of Nowhere Girl, I concluded that I find comfort in knowing myself, my husband, my sibling, and my close friends. But when I think of a physical space I can fill with things I love and artworks made by my friends, I ask myself, would it be so bad if I could travel and also have a physical home to return to? What are your thoughts on this? I'd love to know. Write to me at Don't Be Strangers on Instagram, and we'll speak again very soon. And as always, don't be a stranger.